Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. This is our weekly rundown. My name's Adam Glynn. On the other side of the country is my friend Dax Holt. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Busy week. I am excited uh, to just wrap this week up with um, some great content here. You know, we're here to basically bring you the best stories of the week so that you don't have to read through all the blogs, the websites, all of it. We will do it for you and hand deliver it on a little silver platter. Yeah, this is our, uh, on Wednesdays, we do an interview. This past week, we did an amazing interview with Talon from Laguna Beach. I strongly suggest you listen to that podcast. It was actually one of my favorite podcasts we've done in a long, long time. Maybe, I don't even know why, maybe because I'm just a fan of Laguna Beach, but also Talon was just so honest and real about it, where it was just great. It was just really cool for him to even go back and to think about of a cool time in his life. So I strongly suggest to listen to the interview that we released on Wednesday with Talon. On Fridays, we drop our weekly rundown. Before we get to the top 10 stories of the week, we read your reviews live on air. Dax, do you have some reviews ready for us? Got some for ya. All right, this one comes from Billy Eilish Fan Dudes. Says, new fave, my new fave, just want more episodes during the week. Damn, Two's a lot. <laughs> we are trying to keep up here. But thank you, Billy Eilish fan dudes. Uh, we appreciate the love. It means you want more of us, which is a good thing. All right. This one comes from Elijah, me? Eliza, Alicia. I don't know how to say this name. Uh, great podcast. I've been listening for a few months and look forward to your episodes every week. The Facebook group has been a great way to keep up with everything going on. Love you guys. I love what you both are doing. Hell yeah. And thank you for joining the private Facebook group off the record. You can find us on Facebook. It is, it's a fun little community. We're having a great time. So please come join us. And uh, yeah, everything's getting posted up there. Breaking news, news that we just want to talk about things that, you know, are just happening that uh, we want to join in on the conversation with you guys. Yes. All right. Uh, do we want to do All right. or we want to get right into it? Yeah. One more. Let's do this one. This one is from Keely Nipper or nepper love you guys uh i love almost honest wait i love the almost honest i'm beyond the blind stand de- a depiction of hollywood an awesome lens uh if you will to see through keep it up from kip cool very nice Thank kip. You, i'm kip. also a beyond the blinds fan i love those those two over there yeah they're kelly great. and troy they're very fun they're awesome all right dax let's get to our top 10 stories of the week starting with number 10 uh, the Golden Globes have announced who their uh, host is going to be. And it's going to be Jared Carmichael. He will MC the show. If you remember Gerard. Oh, my God. Is, is it Jared or Gerard? I don't know if it's Jared or Gerard. Gerard. Gerard Carmichael. Gerard? I don't know. Uh, sorry if I messed that up. Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to MC the show. Uh, if you remember the 2021 protest over the racism and, over racism and NBC refusing to air the show, it was a very big deal. So basically, the Golden Globes was essentially canceled last year. Um, 
and their well their telecast well, at least from coast to coast was was not uh, televised by NBC because the uh, parent organization the Hollywood Foreign Press uh needed to make some changes uh, there was a an LA Times investigation that revealed like the inner workings including they had no black members since at least 2002 and so NBC said get your shit together and when it's together we will begin uh, re-airing it so uh, I think it's Starting from the top, they said, well, let's diversify and uh, let's get a black host. And that is what they did. So this is a good movement forward, I would say, for them. Um, you know, listen, it, you got to start somewhere. And hopefully they have been hiring more people. Hopefully they've been diversifying within um, and not just hiring one host is my hope. So Gerard Carmichael has been like the industry golden child. He has a lot of comedians. Um, they're like, what has this guy really done? I mean, the Golden Globes is a very big deal, but like Gerard somehow has been this guy and he's young, you know, he's 35, but somehow like the industry has been like giving him stuff, but he hasn't really proved mm -hmm. himself to his colleagues. And they're like, why is he the golden child? Why is he getting everything? Why is he even getting everything? You know, uh, last year he even hosted Saturday Night Live and people were like, how is this guy hosting Saturday Night Live when he hasn't? Dude, not only that. He was nominated for an Emmy for uh, his stint on uh, Saturday Night Live. He's been uh, nominated for uh, he won an Emmy and then he was nominated for the um, the SNL one. So he's he's just one of those people that it's taken off for him. I mean, we clearly don't know how to say his name properly, but I promise he is actually very popular. <laughs> With the, the, I don't know people who people who actually are fans of him. I'm not saying that's that's not mm -hmm. to put down his success or his talent but i don't think a lot of people know who he is still and the industry keeps no you need to take this guy you need to know who he is I'm like why like it's like the, well, the maybe they see like, something that the world hasn't seen yet and uh, you know like they're they're seeing that talent or they're seeing that spark or whatever it is it's been a while so i don't know when are we going to see it because it's been a while they've been pushing this guy on us i wish they would just there's a lot of other people out there that i think could do a great job i mean it, listen, if you're looking for diversity, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, the guy in The Daily Show is really funny. Well, I think Keegan-Michael Key would be incredible and fun and funny. Mm -hmm. I think there's just – there's a lot of talent out there. I just – I'm very surprised by, of all people, Gerard Carmichael being chosen the host because it is such a big deal. Some people just have the golden touch or – They've got an incredible team behind them that's, that's able to get is. them in the, the right doors at the right time. That's what I think. I think it's really about an incredible team. All right, number nine. Pete Davidson, he's back on Instagram, only this time he is joining forces with Eli Manning. They, uh, they did a joint uh, Instagram account together. They were posting all all kinds of fun content this week. Um, uh, you know, the first laying in bed together and saying, look, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to start up an Instagram page unless I was coming back and having the goat with me, him and Eli getting comfortable. And they, they posted a bunch of just fun stuff. Um, you know, Eli pointing at uh, Pete's tattoo that says he loves the Giants, like all kinds of stuff. I, I think this is a brilliant move because this is for Eli's show on YouTube. He just released like a show on YouTube. Yeah. And so I, this is clearly promotion for that. Um, it's called the Eli Mining Show, by the way. Um, and I think smart, smart, smart. You do this. You get a ton of press. Now everyone knows about your YouTube show.
I mean, listen, the winner of this is Eli for getting Pete to kind of agree to doing this. Do I think it's uh, the funniest thing? I'm like, eh, it's still, it's not funny. It's uh, to me, it's, it's not, not funny. funny. It's like, it's like cute funny. Like you're like, oh, that's kind of fun, you know? Not not like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm not laughing. I just think like smart publicity move, something thinking out of the box, doing something different. I don't even know if it's a smart publicity move because it's like, yeah. Now people know Eli's YouTube show, but let's be realistic. Dax, are you going to go on e and watch Eli Manning's YouTube show? No, but there might be people out there that do want to go and watch it, and now they know about it. I guess so, but I wonder if Pete got paid for this. I don't know how much their the account's going to be upgraded. Depends on it depends on how much of a friendship he has with Eli. If they are good friends, there's no payment involved. It's one buddy helping out another buddy. I'm sure Pete was like, yeah, I'll help out Eli Manning. I mean, Eli Manning is a solid quarterback. Is he one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? No, his brother is. Uh, but Eli Manning is a good quarterback. I think Eli is a quarterback that Pete sort of grew up to. You know, Eli won a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, when Pete was kind of young and coming up and as a Giants fan in the area. So it kind of maybe looks up to him a little bit. It's kind of cool to have that relationship. With that said, I mean, it's like <sighs> – I'm surprised, but crazy <laughs> people love Pete, and this story got a lot of traction. So, all right, number yep. eight. Uh, Seth Rogen roasting Kim Kardashian for missing the women in entertainment event. This is obviously thrown um, by the Hollywood Reporter. And so Seth got up during his speech at uh, the entertainment breakfast, and he roasted Kim Kardashian for skipping the awards. He said, are we going to talk about how Kim Kardashian didn't show up? Is that going to happen? He said, he goes, um, he went on to say, I'll say this. I, I've seen every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I know she's not doing something more important than this. I've seen a 100,000 hours of her. She's never done something more important than this. This would be the climax of the show. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was funny. It's a funny joke. It's a funny line. It's so good. And, uh, you know, he obviously came up with this last minute because she had agreed to being there to to present like months ago. And they apparently had um, a, a scheduling conflict. And so on Monday, she found out that uh, the dates were were incorrect. So she couldn't show up. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't ever cancel on showing up to events, but um, you guys gave me the wrong date. I had booked something else. I couldn't cancel that at this point. So, no, I, I can't go anymore. I believe her. I believe she's a busy person. I mean, Kim's Kim's very busy. So, uh, funny joke by Seth Rogen. Totally mistake by, you know, it was just a screw up all around. It kind of screwed, you know, uh, screwed up by, you know, the she had the wrong dates and she's a busy person. So, yeah, I, 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 Funny. Well, she's funny. saying they gave her the wrong dates. Not that yeah. she wrote down the wrong date, that they gave her the wrong date a long time ago. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's a funny joke. Congrats to Seth. Looks like it was a fun award show. One day we'll get a, uh, invited to them, and we'll mm, be the only eating the food at the table. You know, I want <laughs> the food at the table and you're at the round tables. I'm like, does anybody actually eat the food, or do you actually drink? Do you hang out? I think it'd and just be funnier if they gave them like quinoa and poppy seeds and a bunch of just shit to stick in your teeth so they like you know that second they get up in front of everyone they just got all this crap between their teeth i'm the only one if we went to one of those parties we'd be the only one like when there's the bread basket in the middle but like hey can we have some of the bread in the middle like, oh hey you're not 100 you're not supposed to <laughs> you know like, i mean like pass that over it's free food pass it over 
Is it like a wedding where someone comes over and says, hey, you're going to have the filet or you're going to have the fish? Like, uh, I'll have the filet. Like, I don't know. No one ever eats the food or talks about the food. So <laughs> it looks pretty cool. All right. Uh, what's next? Uh, Christina, oh, let's see. What what number are we on here? Seven, we nine. are on seven. So Christine okay. Applegate sharing her first reaction to MS diagnosis. She recalls like those early symptoms about how she just couldn't walk. So she was on the Kelly Clarkson show um, and talking all about her diagnosis uh, back in 2001 while shooting the final season of Dead to Me. She says, I, I can say it sucked balls. And then, <laughs> which I, I love how honest she was, by the way. She said she was shooting Dead to Me and it was the hardest thing she ever did do in her life. I was diagnosed during the shooting and I didn't know what I, what it was happening to me. I couldn't walk. They had to use a wheelchair to get me to set. I was freaking out until someone was like, you need an MRI. Then she went on to say, I found out on a Monday after work that I had MS, a disease that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And then I start thinking about the last four years and I have a very small symptoms. Like she starts thinking back of all the little things being tired on set and couldn't get here, couldn't do that. And she goes, I, I don't know why I didn't listen to my body earlier. And she encouraged people like, listen to your body. If you feel like something's off, like go get it checked out. Cause you know, obviously this disease has completely changed her life. Um, but yeah, my wife loves dead to me. So she, she is all into the new season. So go check it out. It's out on Netflix, but crazy to watch this all unfold. Yeah, I think that Christina Applegate, you still see her as the young daughter on Married with Children. And then you see her grown up and you still see her as the young daughter on Married with Children. Now you see her with MS, which is like, man, like she's she's not a kid anymore. She's yeah. an adult. Like this is just wild. It's sad. And MS is, I mean, it's serious. It's just, yeah. you know, you wonder how it's going to affect her work, you know, and it's like, but I, you know, the show Dead to Me is obviously a hit show. People love that show. I also love how open she's being about it like she she was obviously closed off for a little bit but now she's coming out she's talking about it she's letting people in because i think there's a lot of people out there that have ms that appreciate her transparency you know yeah. you can you i don't know i like it 100 all right dax what's number uh number five uh chrishell strauss i can never say this girl's name it like yeah. every time like it's like such a tongue twister uh she regrets calling out the people's choice awards uh while intoxicated so if you remember uh the people's choice awards had said hey come show up to the award show but you can't bring anyone uh unless it is a cast member you can have a plus one but it can't be someone on your own you have to bring a cast member and she freaked out and basically went off on them saying, you know, I don't understand, uh, you know, you're letting all my other cast members bring other people, but why can't I? And she's basically insinuating that she couldn't bring her partner, G-Flip, and maybe this was like an intentional move on their part not to have G-Flip there with her. Um, she then said, you know, Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom not to tweet while intoxicated. So clearly um, not happy about it, but re realizing that staying off Twitter when you're drunk is a very wise decision. Yeah, it's... Uh... She, I mean, she posted a lot of tweets. I mean, it's. I'm assuming she was had a few drinks in her because there was just a lot. She of acknowledged about it. that she had clearly a lot of drinks in her. Yeah, and she and basically she's... said, you know, uh, because of this, I'm not going to get nominated again. But I don't really care. F you. Um, she was up against Chloe, and I guess Chloe won for best reality star. 
Yeah, I mean, she was. You're, there's no way you're going to beat a Kardashian. They, at the end of the day, they want a Kardashian up on the stage accepting the award at the podium. <laughs> Especially because right? it's an it's an E show at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, Dax, what's next? By the way, did I just skip a number? Uh, So we're at number six now. All right, number six. I thought I maybe said six. Okay. I so think. Number... Maybe. No. Oh, what, we are. Wow. What's wrong with us today? We're at five. We are at five. Okay. So we just did. This was number five. Yeah, this is five right now. We're on five. <laughs> <laughs> We're a mess. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Number four. No, we're on five. This is, oh, so we're going on to five. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm just tired. You know what happened, dude? This, I'm gonna, we're going to get into the story. And this is why I'm burnt out. I was like doing the stories, and then this big story just broke, and we're going to get to that. I'm just burnt out. All right, I number five. Number five, Bethany Frankel addresses criticism over Real Housewives rewatch podcast. This you know, is weird, man. Did you see this? This is yes. So people are so mad at her for doing this, and it's because you know she obviously said her time on Real Housewives was basically toxic, and so people are upset that she is now capitalizing off Real Housewives, going back, rewatching, and um, and, and talking about it because they're like, so wait, you trash it over here, but now you're using it to your advantage, and she says, you know, it's really annoying people which means i'm doing something right which she has a hundred percent fair point she knows that you can't be right in the middle you got to be either pissing people off or making people love you that's the straw quality that bethany has always had and doing it on a podcast and getting people to love you or hate you brings in ratings so she's bringing in ratings people are loving it you saw luann um basically slam her for doing this podcast and i'm thinking at the end of the day like who cares let the woman do what she wants she distanced herself from housewives now she wants to utilize you know what she can with it i, I don't see anything wrong listen she's allowed to speak up you know, and I guess it's good to shake people off and piss people off. It's like that's the business. But it is frustrating. It is annoying because it just feels a little bit thirsty. So, oh, I got to tell you. So there was this one a comment she had about Luann. So Luann bashed her for doing it. And then her quote was, I mean, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about Luann. And uh, she spends a lot of time thinking about me. So we can thank her for that because it's certainly bringing in uh, listeners. I mean, every bit counts, even if it's just a little bit from her audience. It's helpful. I appreciate the promotion. It's definitely working. <laughs> like all the jabs. I don't think about her and the little bit from her audience, meaning she doesn't have an audience. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought like, oh, the queen of shade right there. I'm just a little bit annoyed with her. I'm not going to lie because I just remember working with – not working, but like doing stuff with Bethany years ago. And mm -hmm. this is when she had her talk show. And the stories I was hearing about her when she had her talk show were not the best stories. Like people just did not like being there. I didn't say she was a wonderful person, but her comments made me laugh. Let me ask you this, Dex. If she was on Shark Tank and she made a deal, would you have accepted it? If she was one of the sharks? Uh, I think if she had, uh, I, looking at her and looking at her portfolio, portfolio, that's, I think, what says the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that her portfolio going to help me expand my business? And I don't know if her portfolio would have been the right fit for my company. Interesting. Okay. That's a good yeah. way to think about it. All right, Dex, what's number four? 
Number four is the reason that you are tired because this has been the biggest story of the, well, not the biggest story of the week, one of the biggest story of the weeks. Uh, But Nick Carter accused of raping an underage autistic fan back in 2001. Uh, Obviously, we are taping on Thursday, the same day that this news has been released. Uh, But they had a press conference held by the alleged victim and her lawyers on Thursday. Uh, Shannon Shea Ruth alleged that on a Facebook live stream while she was tears were pouring down her face that when she was 17 years old, the Backstreet Boy member sexually assaulted her. Um, And she says, for the last 21 years, I've been filled with pain, confusion, frustration, shame, and self-harm that are a direct result of Nick Carter raping me. So she is now 39 years old. And she says, even though I'm autistic and live with cerebral palsy, I believe that nothing has affected me more or had a more lasting impact on my life than Nick Carter, what Nick Carter did to me and said to me. So um, she went to further allege that after he raped me, I remember him calling me um, retarded a retarded bitch and grabbing me and leaving me bruises on my arms. She added Carter tried to scare me into silence. He was nasty and threatening. And then she noted in the press conference that she was hesitant to speak out because she believed she would go to jail if she told anyone what allegedly occurred. Uh, she said that her, her motivation right now is to stop him from assaulting more teens and women and uh, hold him accountable. And just because Nick Carter is a celebrity doesn't mean he is excused from his crimes. Um, and she says she's I'm, I'm a survivor and I will always be. And then what was interesting was that um, her lawyer then started to speak and said Nick Carter has a long history of abusing women and uh, and people are made to look away uh, in the music industry. So uh, they're determined to bring Carter to justice and believes it's worth it to protect other women. <sighs> I feel bad. I mean, listen, I, I'm not picking sides here because we uh, I'm not saying her story is fake by any means. I don't I don't know the truth. I don't know whose side, you know, we'll figure that in the court once everything's going. I, you know, I, you know, I hope she's OK. Bottom line, mm-hmm. most support right now, I hope she's OK. Bef- let me ask you this, Dex, from your experience, before it gets to this press conference, does mm-hmm. her team reach out to Nick and try to settle? And he goes, I don't know you. Screw you. Do what you need to do. I don't know. And I think that's, you never know if it's something that they want to just settle privately, then yes. If it's something that they want publicity and they want people to know about, no, then they just go for it. Um, I mean, the, everything that they're saying is pretty harsh uh, in regards to if he, like, if, if this isn't true, that's some serious libel and defamation. If it is true, He's got some shit coming to him. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she went through and she detailed um, everything that she alleged happened. And it went down on a tour bus after a concert in Tacoma, Washington. She was in an autograph line. She said that uh, uh, Carter offered her like a red color drink, which he dubbed the VIP juice. And uh, even though she was underage and she thought that maybe it was a mix of alcohol and cranberry juice and then got on the bus in order to perform oral sex on him as she burst into tears. And then again, this is all alleged according to her um, and then took her to a bed where he allegedly continued to assault her, even though she was a virgin at the time. Uh, but, But where it gets really crazy that I'm like, dang, like they are not holding back any details. Like, uh, she says that the alleged victim said, per the lawsuit, she got HPV, which is obviously a sexually transmitted infection, after the incident, and she is seeking monetary damages for the alleged crime. So, like, everything here that I'm like, 
I'm like, this better be accurate because you're saying a lot of stuff that could get you in a lot of trouble if this is not accurate. Uh, you know, a depiction of what happened. That's all. The timing is very, very interesting about this. Now, we were recording this on a Thursday. The press conference mm-hmm. broke on Thursday afternoon. Nick Carter just arrived in New York because the Backstreet Boys tomorrow morning are going to be on Good Morning America. And then they're doing a town hall series radio. They're also doing the Empire State Building lighting. They're also doing Jingle Ball, the Z100 big concert at Madison Square Garden. So it just feels like, hey, again, I don't know, but they maybe tried to settle. Nick's like maybe their team maybe said, we don't know you. It's all inaccurate. Do what you need to do. And then they want to get him where it hurts. So they have to do it right before he's about to do one of the biggest morning shows in the world, Good Morning America, because that's what he's going to do tomorrow morning. So the question is, again, we're recording this on Thursday. Will Good Morning America question Nick Carter about this story? They have to. They have to. Here's the other thing. Let's not forget that back in 2007, um, uh, one of the members of Dream, Melissa Schumann, claimed that Nick Carter sexually assaulted her when she was 18 years old and he was 22. She said that at the time she was a virgin and didn't want to have sex. And that uh, I was told that I was saving. I told him that I was saving myself for the future husband. And he said over and over again, he had whispered in my ear that he tried to entice me. I could be your husband. And, uh, and, and so this is not the first time he has been accused of doing something in this manner. So let's keep that in the back of our minds as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I guess we're going to have to wait to see when he addresses it. And if he addresses it on Good Morning America, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cameras on him. Uh, yeah, pretty gnarly. All right, what's next? Uh, what's next? Next, what we're on? Three. Prince Harry and Meghan, uh, the docuseries, has released at least three episodes so far. Um, it's kind of interesting, though. There is a little conflict between whether or not the production company that was working with Netflix reached out to the palace to get comments. So at the beginning of the show, right when it starts up, there's basically a slate that says, you know, that we, we reached out to the palace, Kensington and Buckingham, and there was no comment back. And Buckingham and Kensington said, we were never approached for a comment, so we couldn't comment on the series. Um, I, I don't know where the truth lies there. I mean, there's a, a bunch of people involved, so you know who knows where it, it lies. But they did say that they received an email. Kensington Palace did said they received an email. They reached out to Meghan and Harry's uh, production company. They didn't hear back, so they couldn't authenticate that it was actually uh, a valid email that they should be responding to. So it all just kind of went up in the air. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, a lot of people that are well versed inside the royal family said. They're not going to comment on it anyway, because this docuseries has all kind of been about Meghan and Harry's love story and how they, you know, it's their perspective of how everything went down, especially when it comes to the two of them. And they've never been able to tell this story and they're finally being able to say it in their own way on their terms. And so why would Kensington Palace have anything to say about that? Like it's. It, it doesn't help out the situation, so I don't see them saying anything. Um, I have not watched yet. I am super excited to watch because you guys know me. I love this royal shit, um, but I haven't had a second. Yeah, it's um, a lot of people are talking about this. This is how you know when a story, a lot of people have interest on this. If you go to like a news site, let's just say Daily Mail, and there's like eight stories about the same documentary, about the same episode – that mm-hmm. means like people are clicking on it. So they just want to keep people clicking on stories. And 
every site that I go from the like page six and everything, like there's so many stories so many about stories. this. And I don't know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't watched it either, but I don't know what to believe because a lot of the headlines are a little bit clickbaity. And then some people are trying to say that their stories have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they're calling them out, and again, that's just what they people love to hate hate on Megan and Prince Harry. Love to hate on them. Um, hate on them. So the uh, I guess the final three episodes will be released on December fifteenth. But I do need to sit down. I need to make time in my life because I love it. All right. No. All right. We got two more stories. What's uh, second to last? Second to last, number two, Celine Dion revealing an incurable neurological disorder diagnosis. She posted a very emotional video on uh, on IG this week where she was letting her fans know she's been uh, diagnosed with this. And uh, she's 54 years old. And she said, you know, as you know, I've always been an open book and I wasn't ready to say anything before, but I'm ready now. I've been dealing with problems with my health for a long time. And it's been really difficult for me to face these challenges and talk about everything that I've been going through. Um, she said that she was diagnosed diagnosed with stiff person syndrome, which she explained um, affects someone like one in a million people. And um, it's a rare autoimmune movement disorder that affects the central nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord. People with this condition first experience stiffening of the muscles of the trunk, followed by over time, the development of stiffness, rigidity in the legs and other muscles in the body. And then she details specific problems she was having, including mobility issues, Um, If you know, she ended up having to cancel a part of her North American tour. Now she's canceling her uh, European tour. Um, She just was like, she needs to focus on her health right now. She's got uh, all the best doctors helping her out. She's got her family supporting her. uh, But uh, she just wanted to let everyone know. And she gets really choked up in the video when she starts talking directly to her fans because those are the people, you know, she's like, I do this for you. I, I give 100% when I do my shows and my condition is not allowing me to give you that right now. And, you know, I, I want to be there for all of you again, but I need to focus on my health. So she's on a road to recovery and focusing on that. And then hopefully we will see her back on stage at some point. Yeah, this uh, this is affecting her voice. Again, like I said, her mobility. Uh, she did two pre-tape videos. Uh, she did one in English and one in French. Um, I... I don't know. I think people, you know, what's going to happen. I think people are going to want to see her even more now, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to, they don't know how many more opportunities that they're going to have to see her again. Cause I mean, I'm not familiar with this issue, you know? So it's just like, is she going to be able to perform live again? So it's going to be even yeah, a hotter ticket. Like right said, now. It, people- it affects her vocal cords. So the worse it gets, or maybe over time, I don't know how it, how it works. I, like you said, I'm not familiar with this disorder, but over time is you know does she lose the ability to sing which is heartbreaking considering she literally is one of the best singers in the entire world like she has the most amazing voice i've met her before a very very sweet person what you see is what you get the way like you see her around like on camera and kind of playful and kind of energy that's how she is but she's kind of like off the beaten map so like she doesn't she appears and she's great and then she disappears you know just don't really hear much from her but she's very cool very nice and I thought it was cool that she put this video, and um, I hope she gets the help she, you know, I, I just absolutely. I, I wish her the best. It's it's not easy, I'm sure. She's a mother. It's crazy. All right, Dax, the number one story of the week. 
Number one story of the week. We got to talk. Kirstie Alley uh, from Cheers, Veronica's Closet, passed away at the age of 71. And this was shocking. Uh, I remember I texted this over to Adam and our producer, Pat, and I just said, holy shit, look Look at this news story. Kirstie Alley has passed away. Uh, a lot of people had absolutely no idea, us included, that she was dealing with a, a battle with cancer. Uh, apparently, it was re- revealed that it was colon cancer. Um, but, you know, the, obviously, a lot of Hollywood came together, started paying their tributes uh, all over social media. The crazy thing is, we had been texting with her. Like, how long ago was that, Adam? A couple months ago? Yeah, yeah. We've been texting with her. She's been kind of uh she was she had already agreed to come on the podcast we were trying to nail down dates she was in the middle of a move and then um we we just like we had a date on and then it was like oh she i think she wasn't feeling well and like we went back and forth quite a bit and so to see the story that she passed away i like my jaw dropped yeah she um do you do you think the value like have you thought about you have an item from her garage sale right have you thought about I got multiple eBay? things I've got multiple things look at yeah I've got my my French fries for anyone who's watching this video on YouTube I've got uh, these French fries that were um, at her yard sale and I saw them in a paparazzi photo and I went and I bought them I've got her uh, Christmas stocking um, somewhere around here as well that says Kirstie putting them for sale and just seeing the value of something like that like is there value to something. How much did you I pay mean, for that? Do you remember how much you paid for them? Um, the fries were 20 bucks because I remember being super annoyed. I was like, really? $20 for these fake ass fries? <laughs> um, but and I, maybe the Christmas stocking was five, ten dollars, something like that. Did I, you we give had the money to her or to an assistant, like it was her. Someone else. She was over on the side, kind of towards the garage, like unpacking boxes, finding things to put out for the garage sale. But it was such a fun garage sale like me and a couple of the other employees at tmz all went because it was right down the street from our office and we were like oh this will be fun like she's got lemurs in her yard and stuff um so it was it was a really fun event and gosh, i don't know was kind of sad people at the garage sale there was a, there was people there i mean it wasn't like massively publicized there were signs kind of in her fancy neighborhood that was like yard sale and you drive up and get out and just walk on. And there was a ton of things from Pier 1 Imports because she was like yeah. the face of Pier 1 Imports at the time. So a lot of furniture and statues and plates and napkins and table mats and just random stuff that you would get at Pier 1. I This was my Kirstie Alley experience. This was years ago, years ago. She was very cool, very nice, very fun. She was staying at the. She was either living in Tribeca or staying at the Greenwich Hotel. I always see her all the time. I used to like play with Fuller, and she used to like flirt with me. I'd flirt with her back, not like I was gonna try to do anything with Kirstie Alley, but like I actually think she had like. And this is maybe me being delusional. I thought she had like a thing for me, and then one at the time I was starting to see someone, and I said, "Hey, hey, Kirstie!" Like I was at some event. She's like, "Hey, you!" And like she starts like, "I was like, Kirstie, want you take a photo of my girlfriend?" She's like, "Oh, girl, girlfriend, oh." okay and then after that <laughs> everything went bad she was just so upset like just like oh i you know the illusion i guess went but she was uh she was an interesting person but yeah. let me answer this dax you know the whole scientology you know mm-hmm. people are putting scientology into the story did scientology affect her health i don't we've we've talked about this i i don't know because i don't i don't think that scientology 
acknowledges cancer in that regard. Like if, if you've been studying Scientology for as many years as she had, you get to this like upper level of Scientology where I believe they say that once you've read the documentation that's up this high, like you're not going to get cancer. Like you are such at a high level of Scientology, you are immune from stuff. And so I don't know how Scientology then says, uh, how do we cover up the fact that she died of cancer or that uh, Kelly Preston died from cancer and she would have been in that same boat of high level Scientologist, you know, you, you look at it and go, think about the amount of money these people have put into Scientology over the year or the, the effects that it's had on friendships over the year, like all these things um, that Scientology really gets a bad rap for. And, you know, I, I get nervous talking about Scientology because yeah. they're they're gnarly dude yeah it is no, a gnarly group it's really wild and she but we will say every scientologist is very nice mm-hmm they are very <laughs> yeah, very nice they're, they're all very very nice people i just don't know what the deal is and and that's fine they do their thing i do my thing i walk straight <laughs> and ahead. then we move along with life <laughs> well, guys that's our top 10 stories of the week thank you guys for uh spending some time with us make sure you follow us on tiktok on Instagram at Hollywood Pod, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, we also have a private Facebook group called Off the Record where we can answer your questions or you guys kind of post some stories so we could kind of all communicate with each other. It's a really fun com community. Um, leave a review. Go to Hollywood Raw or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go to like iTunes. Put in Hollywood Raw. Go all the way to the bottom. Say a few kind of words. Put five stars. If you do that, leave your name so we know we want to give you some shot. We want to shout you out. Give you some so love. Some verbal love. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Find me at Adam Glenn. Find Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt. A Huda Media Production.